Welcome to episode 21 of the Spicy Things Up podcast. I'm your melancholy host, Jacob Bunsen, and joining me here today is the hat-wearing, glasses-sprouting Brendan Merkel. Brendan, do you know why I'm melancholy today? Why is that? Because it is our last time that we will be recording in studio. Together. Yes. That is very... Now I'm feeling melancholy. I'm up on Melancholy Hill, you might say. (laughs) Do you understand the reference? No. It's a a gorilla's song. Okay. Very (laughs) nice. My bad. Very nice. But on the bright side, I just quit my job, my on-campus one that you always kind of gave me shit for. And um, it was it was super nice because as soon as I got in my car, I felt exactly like Jesse in, in the last episode of Breaking Bad when he's just screaming and crying in the car and laughing maniacally. Well, spoilers, dude. Are, are you are you I didn't spoil really anything other than then he just acts nah, I'm just kidding acts are, are you comfortable now with uh coming clean about the job that you were taking part of sure um I regret to inform all the listeners our loyal listeners that I your host Jacob Benson was involved in the UNL parking and transit service offices <laughs> involved it's like you i was entangled with it's like it's a case it's like it's a criminal case this is a crisis communication moment i'm just i'm saving face um i'm no longer with the parking and transit services and i you have parted ways i parted ways we parted ways on good terms and now i can attack my not attack explore my position as an account executive for Solid Doggo Management. Yeah, boys, I got the job. There we go. They called me five minutes after we taped the show last week, and it was bliss. There is some great news, along with the fact that— Oh, and happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. I, would, I was going to say that as well, but we are also almost graduate students. Correct. At the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. This upcoming Saturday, we will be walking across Memorial Stadium and receiving our diplomas. Yeah, I, I'm almost— I'm almost thrilled when people ask me if I'm a student or what year I'm in. I could just be like, no, I'm not a student. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> We're almost alumni. Alumna. Alumna, okay. Alumna is the, uh, or alumnus, that's the singular. You could put a gun, somebody could put a gun in my head and explain the differences between them all, and I would just tell them to shoot me because <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Damn, Brennan. If that's the one question that I was given life or death to answer, the what form of alumni to use in a sentence i'd just say kill me right now i'll tell you what kill me if i ever put the license plate cover of a like university of nebraska alumni (laughs) you know what i'm talking about what about like what about those like those car uh license plates that say like unl dad are you are you that type of person like say your kid went to like a college somewhere are you the type of if i was a stay-at-home dad yes yeah but if i'm a working man then no you're gonna put your job as your license plate. You're gonna be account executive at yada yada yada. That's what you're gonna put on your license plate. No, that's not. That's a um. That's a decal, not a license plate. Cover. Decal. Oh yeah, or the decal of like the family that like or the stick figure family. The stick figure families. I, you, I, I do fight a lot of urges not to deliberately crash into their cars. <laughs> I was gonna say that and like the, the baby on board. The winter time Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Like uh, antlers and oh, red ornament? nose on the cars, like those are two of the worst things. They are menaces to society, and we need to like imprison these people. We need show trials, like they have in Dark Knight Rises and Exile or Death, Brennan. Yeah, that's what it trial needs to be. by combat. Trial and by we combat. We just need these people to fight each other, and if they survive, the only the best survive. Exactly. If you have like one of those cars that, like, the stickers are just fully covering. 
your vehicle. Oh, I just think camp? you don't – I don't think the... you're – you need to take another test to make sure that you're eligible to drive to pass a licensing exam because I don't think – I don't think those people should be allowed to drive. Well said, Brennan. I never really realized how eloquent you are with your wording. Thank you. But hey, <laughs> some good news, though, also to add on top of that. I went to my first baby shower on Sunday. Oh, yeah? That was a life event. So – it was interesting. It's, I've never been invited to a baby shower. I guess I technically wasn't invited. I was a I was a plus one. Okay, gotcha. I was gonna say I don't know if guys typically get invites to those type of things. You just kind of tag along. Yeah, I mean that's definitely for the mom. Yeah. Um, because I mean when I eventually have children, am I gonna call you up like ten years down the road and be like, Yo, Beamer, you got to come to my baby shower, man. It's gonna be lit. I'm gonna say, uh, sorry, I'm busy. I got two friends playing big booty mix. At the oh baby shower. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It was fun. Congrats to uh, the couple that yeah. I, whose names I will not disclose to the public. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was that was an interesting experience. And uh, we, we like my girlfriend and I had to get gifts. We brought gifts. That's crazy. I know. I, I feel like I'm an actual adult now in my 20s. Yeah, dude. That's those are some big steps that you've just taken this this whole week. Yeah. Really. To think like 10 years ago, I was like fighting with my brothers with the toy plastic lightsabers from Target. And here I am now doing the same thing, but with a college degree. You ever just like put yourself yourself in the shoes of others and like imagine if you had a child right now? I would be the best dad. Right now? Yeah. Wow. I'm not going to have kids because I fiscally cannot, but. I'm just saying if you I, had a baby right now. you Like I'm like in the studio, I just hashed one out. and Just like, Zach Galifianakis front backpack wearing a baby that would be me that would be awesome i wouldn't be like doing drugs but uh (laughs) well that's good too yeah yeah i just i was actually kind of imagining that after the shower i was like what's gonna happen when i have kids yeah you wouldn't be able to party as hard on cinco de mayo that's correct well when they're Mm. when they're older i can you can put them to bed i can put them to bed (laughs) break out the la tequila and have a night but speaking of are you do you have any are you celebrating Cinco de Mayo at all? I am celebrating Cinco de Mayo. I'm glad you asked. So the Agave restaurant at 17th and P, it's like a Chipotle, but like authentic. Uh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I've had it before. It's delicious. Okay. And they have to-go margaritas. Wow. For very cheap. What, what type of container do they put a to-go margarita? Uh, do you remember how Fuzzies did it? They had like the styrofoam cup and they put like tape over it. And like they say, like, do not, you, you cannot drink this right now. Yeah. But, yeah, that's kind of what it is. They just toss it in a to-go box. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. People. What like, was that from? Uh, Instagram. Uh, it was just something. something People do that at the bars. They just like pour their margaritas like into the styrofoam to-go boxes that's, and go home with them. That's just crazy. Oh, yeah. But I would drink it still. I would too. That'd be an interesting way of consumption. It'd it be unnecessary, be. but it'd be interesting. Very unnecessary. But speaking of unnecessary methods of consumption, Brennan, we had the Nebraska spring game on Saturday. Yep, I unnecessarily consumed drinks. I as well that. did, and I also had far too many sake bombs at Hero Grill directly <laughs> after. But the good news is that we won, but we also, we lost. We lose so. every year, Brennan. <laughs> we lose the spring game every single year. I know, I actually, so I went to the game, <clears throat> and uh, me and my girlfriend's seats, or my girlfriend and I, I should use that, my girlfriend and I, our seats were right where the sun was, And I applied enough sunscreen on, but like I was kind of in a rush when I did it. So I woke up obviously Saturday morning saying, you know what? I want to get sunburned specifically on my chest, my thighs, and the under part of my left arm. (laughs) And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. But I only had to put one layer on. Everything else was completely untouched. But the spots I missed, boy, did they suffer. Hey, I mean, you got to start somewhere, man. Correct. Summer summer months are coming. You got to get that foundation 
before you can get the real the real sun going. I'm a pasty Anglo-Saxon white boy, <laughs> I crisp up. I do not. I am not one that tan. I, I put spray tan on last year during quarantine because that was like you know people were getting mullets, people were dying their hair. I was spray tanning. Yeah, that was my thing. That's crazy. And I looked so funny. You can see my that birthday is, picture on Instagram. That is pretty funny. I literally look like I'm orange. Yeah. I think that alone sets you back a year on you deserving a child, so or you being able to take care of a child. That's true too. This podcast probably does like ten years then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, do you have any like notes, uh, like what you saw from the Huskers on Saturday at all? That uh, I'm glad Omar Manning got playing time finally. It looks like he's finally learning the playbook. I, I think that, that was his only problem last year. Yeah, because he, he's so talented. He didn't play enough last year to where he he's a freshman again, right? Like they it was his red shirt. I think. I think so, but he just. I mean, he couldn't remember the playbook, and that's why they didn't play him. Yeah, but I mean, it was cool. Adrian Martinez, honestly, he looked like he slimmed down a bit and looked a little faster. But you kind of have to take it with, like, a grain of salt a lot of the gameplay because, like— They were also playing backups. Yeah. Who won? Yeah, so, like, it's like college coaches and teams are so paranoid, I feel like, about other teams seeing them practice that you know that they the plays they run are probably, like, 10% of, like, the arsenal of their playbook. Oh, so, absolutely. There was a lot of repetition. Yeah, it literally is just two-hand touch out there, at least for, like, the first half of it when the starters are playing. Yeah, and I'm honestly glad I didn't see too much of, uh, like, Scott Frost go-to pass where it's just down the sideline, that screen pass. Oh, yeah. Because it never works in games. I, they ran it a few times, and it – I didn't see it sure too enough, much, though. Sure enough, didn't work really any of the time, so. Yeah, but – I'm excited to see what's going to happen this year, and this will be my first football season in two years, not with the athletic department. Yeah. So I will, uh, I'll be watching as a fan, or at least I'll be trying to. Yeah. I don't know how <laughs> big my fanship's going to go. I mean, I'll still be living in Nebraska, so yeah. I guess I kind of do have to like the Huskers still. It, it was, it was cool too to see fans in the stadium, you know, outside the stadium too. Nature's I mean, healing. Nature is healing. The Lincoln, Nebraska is healing. Downtown was packed. I mean, if you saw it was gorgeous. If you saw pictures of the rail yard, you would not think that a pandemic or COVID nineteen was a thing. Um, you know, kind of crazy that that happened like the week before uh, week weekend before graduation. I have my test tomorrow. Um, took my test already. I came back negative, so we're chilling. Okay, and you and I um, were at the same same places, so we're fine. We were so, and we were. Uh, sharing drinks and talking really close to each other so not intimately oh okay yeah okay that might have been just as friends <laughs> just as friends. <laughs> I need to reiterate that but yeah spring game is awesome i'm excited to see how the season goes i'm um, still gonna watch my beloved chiefs over the huskers even though they're on different days of the week yeah, but I'll say, root, good I'll thing you more. don't have to do that yeah they i'll root more for my chiefs than the huskers that's that's always fair chiefs have done more for me in my life than nebraska has that is very fair the, nebraska since we've been here has had a bit of a, a rough patch, so it was a not even just football. No, everything. Brennan Other had some than volleyball, stuff happened to him this week that yeah. uh, also changed his opinion of the of the school. Yeah, I, almost, almost. You know, they it was uh, had a had a tough beginning of my week, but everything's worked out. So this Saturday should be fun. Uh, my parents are coming down. Say what's up. Do I get to meet Mr. and Mrs. Merkel? Oh, I'm sure. We'll be we'll be out and about. We'll be we'll be by the town, you know. Oh yeah, but yeah, uh, crazy dude. Last spring game, but maybe maybe once we leave, the the, the team will have some like maybe string because of we were actually luck. pretty good right before we came here. Yeah, maybe we're just the bad luck charms. So yeah. we right, just Brent, gotta get out of here for sure. Should we get to the NFL? Yes. So good news for you. 
great news. Aaron Rodgers has decided he's done with Green Bay. Yep. Do I think the Packers are going <laughs> to trade him? Willingly? No. No. But Rodgers, I, I guess he feels like a prisoner there, even though that only because he didn't have any say as far as like their draft picks go. Yeah. And because like he, he is so entitled. Yeah. He is so entitled. And by the way, so his, he just won MVP. I know, Brennan, but he's a player. Like, and he's like acting as, or he he's like demanding stuff as if he was on the coaching staff, as far as like just stuff with the team. But um, the fact that his agent put all that stuff out on draft day, it's awesome. Yeah, like the he had to make it all about himself. It was literally like the greatest start to draft day I could have imagined. I mean, I woke up and first thing I saw was that. You know, Aaron Rodgers was unhappy with the Packers organization. And that, like, right off the bat, people were saying, like, oh, well, there's already a a better chance that he doesn't end up here than he does next year. And I was like, oh, my God. That's like, like that Vince McMahon meme where he's, like, getting – like, his eyes are, like, glowing more and more as, like, yeah. more stuff happens. Literally, like, as the day went on, like, you just kept getting better and better. I mean, we, we'll talk about the Bears draft in a second. Um, so, I mean, it honestly was just, like – you know that point in the season where the Bears for like a week, two weeks were like the front runners to maybe getting Russell Wilson? Well, this is like even better than that. Yeah. Honestly, cuz I mean Russell Wilson was the type, was a guy that, you know, Bears thought they had to bring in in order to defeat Rodgers. So if Rodgers just gone out of the equation anyways, you're going to rule the NFC North. We yeah. So I I don't know. I'm happy. I I, I honestly there, There's I, no way the Bears aren't number 1 in the NFC North next year. I won't say that yet. Um and I'll get to my predictions, but I, I honestly gained some respect for Aaron Rodgers because he came out and just the whole thing happening on draft day was hilarious. Like that's just the best timing you could do it. Just freak out your team. He's a drama send queen. Send him into a frenzy. He is a drama queen. Um, and the only reason why I say I respect him is because as of right now, I think he won't be back with the Packers. But if he is, I hate him again. Um, <laughs> but he referred to the Packers GM um, like his name's Brian Gutkunst, which first of all feels like a crime to say his name. Um, I might be I might be mispronouncing it, but hey, I don't like it. But That's he so funny. He referred to him as the Jerry Krause of GMs in the NFL, which was hilarious because um, if you don't know, Jerry Krause was the GM of the Chicago Bulls in the late '90s, who basically chose the Bulls management over Michael Jordan, um, and so. Michael Jordan always like throughout the whole if you if you watch the the special um that the last dance that came out during the beginning of quarantine Beautiful Jerry Krause was the the villain pretty much of the whole show so yeah. he Aaron Rodgers made that comparison which is some pretty damning words of your like organization so Can you say the Packers GM's last name again real quick? <laughs> Gutkunst, I think. <laughs> Do you just drop the C word running? No, no, no. The end of it is unst. Okay. 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 But um. But yeah, he came out and apparently, um, apparently, apparently, um, no, the the uh, the first team that there was a rumor he might land with was the 49ers, and then they went and drafted a quarterback. But the other two teams are the Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders, which, as you know, are both teams in the AFC West. How do you how do you feel about that that looming presence? Well. I don't love it. <laughs> I'll give you that much. But you know what? The the Chiefs, in my opinion, only lost to Green Bay um, a couple years ago because Patrick Mahomes was injured because mm-hmm. he was out that game. I feel like if Mahomes was in that game, it would have been a completely different result. But, I mean, I can't dwell on the past. 
It they don't play each other that they often don't, either. Yeah, they don't even play each other that often. But you know what? They'd be playing if Aaron Rodgers went to the AFC West. We've seen him twice a year. Yeah. So um, I'm not I'm not too worried, especially because a lot of the AFC West teams, besides the Chiefs, are just hot garbage. Kinda. Kind. Yeah. You well, throw you throw MVP caliber quarterback on the Broncos, and suddenly they're good. If it turns into Peyton Manning again, Brennan, like <laughs> I will leap from Arrowhead Stadium. I mean, I personally would love it. I would love to see the Chiefs sweat a bit um, as these past two years. This is your fight. This isn't my fight. This shouldn't be my fight. I mean, yeah, but I'm 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 trying to get you involved in the drama. Um, you want me to be miserable? Because how it would be pretty funny that you know I've had to deal with the Aaron Rodgers for ten years, and then you know you're just like on the outside looking in, like oh, I'm glad that's not me, and then all of a sudden he just switches up and goes right to your division. Um, but that would be a hundred percent of our podcast having to deal with the wrath of Aaron Rodgers. So, but yeah, it's, it, I honestly think it's looking like he's going to leave. At least we'd be getting him in his older years. That is true. So he'd be easier to defend against. That is true. But he is also no Tom Brady and he can actually, I feel like his body is just in better shape. Than did you see the face. picture of the two of them at the Kentucky Derby? Yeah, I did. Aaron Rodgers looked like he was about to assassinate Tom Brady. Yeah, they looked like he. Aaron Rodgers looked like somebody from like Peaky Blinders that yeah. was just like creeping, creeping and watching. Tom Brady is like the, the Peaky Blinder guy, and Aaron Rodgers is the cop that's the policeman that's there to, take him out in the back and shoot him. Yeah, Tom Brady looked like a moonshiner. He did. He yeah, honestly, like they a, both they both look pretty sick. I'm some not great Gatsby lie. stuff. Yeah. Which, by the way. Why do they not announce the Kentucky Derby ever? I like I always hear about it the day that it happens, but I never hear about it before. Because what if I want to go to one sometime? You know? See, I don't know. I don't know about the Kentucky Derby. You don't want to go? I just get some weird vibes from it. You don't want to wear like a 1930s sundress. I don't and at have all. an umbrella, even though it's <laughs> yeah. not raining. See, it just gives me like bad traditional vibes. You, you know think what it's I mean? Racist. I, it, it just it doesn't. Nothing about it is like seems racist, but it just feels like it is. You know? Just because it's southern. I, I don't know historically southern the, just the way people dress is you're just like well the only people that dress like that were people that owned slaves owned slaves and did some bad things so yeah. well I'll, I'll say this so um i actually you know what i can't say this on the show i'm not gonna say it it's it's bad <laughs> that's, I was, that's fair it, it wasn't it wasn't racist at all what i was gonna say but i just would we would i would be hurting my future if i said this on the air that's fair so i'm not going to do it there we go how but, about we just move on to some of the draft recaps let's we'll, do it. we're gonna so, do some grades go ahead like <clears throat> let loose your excitement congratulations on getting justin fields as qb1 all right so we can start there have you bought his jersey yet i have not bought his jersey yet just because to? i don't know i i bought a mitch trubisky jersey really early and it, and he sucked and it didn't work out so i might have to be a little more patient with this one but it was awesome, dude. It was fucking awesome. Sorry, but excuse we don't my even language. we don't even have to cut that out anymore because yeah. we're both pretty much lined up. We so this is Brennan, this is, this is my time. <laughs> drop as many f bombs as you want, man. The Bears drafted Justin fucking Fields from the field? Ohio State University. Um, feels great. This is probably the best quarterback the Bears have ever drafted, in my opinion. That's true. Since um, they passed about Mahomes. Yeah. So, but it also means one thing that I am now officially older than the Bears' potential future franchise quarterback. Well, that was going to happen at some point in our lives anyway. But I wasn't ready for it to happen yet, and it's happened. Run um, But no. So here's the thing with Justin Fields. Um, so a lot of people – I cannot 
believe that he fell out of the top 10. I cannot believe we got him at pick 11. We traded up. We traded with the Giants, who I love the Giants right now, man. They've they've been a part of two times in the drafts where we've traded up with their pick and like they've t- they traded back and took ours and we got somebody sweet. Eh, actually, the last time it was like I think it might have been Leonard Floyd, but he was sweet for like a season or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I cannot believe he fell to number 10. I mean, when we were talking about quarterbacks last week we thought he was going at eight or 15 we know we thought he was going at 15 or at well, least i did you thought that i thought he could have gone within the first four picks and i thought he should have yeah i still think the jets are kind of crazy to go with zach wilson over justin fields if you ask me i just think an ohio state quarterback is much more proven than a byu quarterback but you know what it's not me i'm grateful they didn't choose him because i had justin fields as my number two quarterback in this draft um, I feel bad that Zach Wilson has to like live in New York now with it. Like that lifestyle does not comprise to his. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, he's going to hate it there. Yeah. And he, he looked like a, an 11 year old boy, like not even over exaggerating. He looked like a young kid. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but most people from Utah do. That is true. I don't think that's an asshole thing to say. Hey, good for them. They have it's a generalization. They found their fountain of youth. Correct. And, and it's through Mormonism. It's through Mormonism and, and through rocks. soaking. Um, soaking? <laughs> you know what that is? No. I think it's called soaking. It's like the the Mormon way of getting around premarital sex where oh. they they like – Pause. I don't need it. Uh, don't need it? Yeah. All right. I'm – I'm I'm cleansed. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All um, right, go ahead, though. Justin Fields, though, before the draft, I mean, people knocked on his toughness. They knocked on his intelligence. Um, if you went back and watched the game that he played against Clemson in the college football playoffs, if you watched, like, any of the games during the season, honestly, I Ohio State's offensive line was not that great this past offseason. No knock on them, like, it also it's tough when you have a sometimes Justin Fields definitely held the ball longer than he should have, which you know that's a development trait that he can learn in the um, in NFL. Pros, yeah. But like he was getting knocked around so much, just even by like teams like Northwestern and Nebraska. He got like sacked five times against Nebraska. Like you can't. That, that was can't, an insane game. Yeah, we, until the second half. Yeah, that was almost cool. But um, <laughs> but then they also like. He just kept getting back up, and in Clemson, when he was hit so hard, where like people are like, dude, like he might have broken some ribs. I thought he, so too. He came right back in next play and threw a dime touchdown. Yeah. So it's like I don't doubt his mental toughness. I don't doubt his physical toughness. Um, you know, people were knocking his intelligence, saying guys like Mac Jones and Zach Wilson are better at reading um, plays and making decisions, and um. I don't know if you've heard of the test or what it's called. Ah, oh, shoot. What is it? The mental aptitude test. Mm-hmm. So it basically focuses on a player's ability to learn something and recall it later on. So like reading defenses or remembering offensive plays schemes. Um, so like, for example, Patrick Mahomes and uh, Josh Allen both scored a 108 on the test, which if anything's over 100, that's really good. Our pal Justin Fields scored a 130 on the test. Yeah. You might ask, is that good? 
well, actually, that's the highest ever rating that somebody has scored on the test out of 6,500 players. Yeah. So for people to say that, you know, my boy's not smarter than Mac Jones or Zach Wilson. You guys got the better end of the deal. That's what I'm saying. I, I just think as a value pick, Justin Fields at 11 is fantastic. Um, I, I was like in real time when I was sitting there and I saw – the Panthers pass on him. I saw the Broncos pass on him. And then and the Falcons. Uh, yeah, the Falcons. I was like, whew, this might happen. And when I saw that, the, the trade pop up when the Giants pick came up. And somebody traded right before. The Eagles traded up to the Cowboys, I think, mm-hmm. right? They took the Cowboys pick. Yeah. Um, to, and they got Devonta Smith or something. But I thought that was going to be the Bears. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. And then it, they they blue balled me, and I was like, oh, very next pick, traded up. I was like, oh oh, Chicago Bears. I literally screamed. And when they were showing the I draft, saw the Snapchat stories. yeah, when they showed the draft on TV, they panned it back to like Justin Fields and his family in their living room, and no one was in there. And they like just they they all started like slowly coming back in. He had like his phone in his hand. And everyone's just like, all right, well, if I didn't, if you didn't think that they were trading up for Justin Fields, now you do because. Kind of gave it away, but dude, I was, I couldn't be happier, man. Speaking of family sitting in the living room for the draft, can we talk about uh, Trevor Lawrence's dad? <laughs> dude had a clam on him, man. That dude, I, I felt bad for him. I did feel bad for him. I don't think Trevor Lawrence wanted any more siblings, and he's not going to get any. That's how I feel like when you're at like a sporting event and every, it's just packed and you don't want to touch the people's legs next to you really. <laughs> it's so awkward. It's so awkward. So you're just kind of like sitting there in class literally like, yeah, I, I feel for the man and on live television, national television, dude. Like, yeah, honestly, I would have rather watched a man spread than have that happen. <laughs> I would have rather, that thing. I would have rather see some under thigh than, than see the pause. vision that I was, Hey man, I was no pause there. There's nothing wrong with a, an okay. under thigh of man. It's it's the glory. Okay. It's the it's the grit and glory of mankind. I'm going to stop you right there, Chief. Packers also screwed up another pick this year, two years in a row. Yep. So um okay, so let's let's give some grades to these teams. How about? Okay. Um Bears. I'll give them I'll give them an A. Are we just going solid or are we going like, you know, A pluses and A minuses involved? We'll do minuses and pluses, but, but you, I, I'm just going to give the Bears a solid A. Because, okay, uh, you know, Justin Fields is not, like, I mean, he's the perfect pick for you guys. But, you know, I don't believe in, like, completely perfectness, you know? That's fair. I'm going to be that asshole. So, if, say, the Bears had gotten Zach Wilson, wouldn't change? Um, I'd probably give them a B plus just because, overall, I think nice. Justin Fields is a better quarterback. Okay. And I then, like so I had, so first up, I had the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Wait, what about the Packers? Were we going to oh, talk Packers? about them? C. That's what I gave them to. Just because their first round pick was a cornerback, yeah. I think, out of like Georgia, who like no one an really average, had. Yeah, an average cornerback. He's like I one thought. of the faster ones, but like no one had him up near their top of the list when it came to defensive backs. So Yeah, and I'm also just gonna give them a C overall accounting last year too, because they drafted a quarterback. Yeah. Who didn't see an ounce of playing time. It could be Jordan Love time in, yeah. in Green Bay. Yeah. But, yeah, none of their picks really excited me, and I'm sure the same – I think the same can be said about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they didn't really 
draft anyone to help him out greatly so that's correct and i think that's also why he made such a fuss over it because he obviously knew who they were going to be planning on picking before the actual draft and that's why he probably had his temper tantrum but you know what i see why you respect him because all he did was help your team out exactly and and now it's interesting because you could say the chicago bears went from the worst quarterback in the league or in the the nfc NFC North. north with andy dalton and now if Aaron Rodgers is gone, that makes you Justin best. Fields, you could argue that we now maybe have the best quarterback in the NFC North. Watch him be a bust and you guys <clears throat> do a full 360. Don't say that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Don't say that. All right, but my next team, I had the Atlanta Falcons. I went with the B uh, okay. just because Kyle Pitts is definitely – If since I didn't pick, take a quarterback, I know I kind of shat on him last week, but mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts is probably going to be the best pick for a non-quarterback in yeah. the first four rounds, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, Atlanta needs a tight end. I think, you know, with discipline and coaching and just working with Matt Ryan's offense, I think it's going to work. Yeah, if we're going off just um, first-round grades, yeah, I would. I actually would probably give them an A for that because I think Kyle Pitts is sick. And I think he honestly— well, the only reason I gave them a B is because they should have gone with the quarterback. Yeah, but I— since I am grateful they didn't, that also adds probably to my grades. So mm-hmm. could be a little biased. But I actually think he's probably one of the biggest game changers that came out of this draft. Tight ends are kind of slept on. Yeah, I agree. And especially guys like Kyle Pitts, who people were literally like the whole draft process comparing him to like a hybrid of Travis Kelsey and uh, Darren Derek Waller. What's his name? The Raiders guy, Darren Waller. Sounds right. Sounds right. Um, hybrid between those two guys who are like the most athletic catching receiving tight ends like in the league i think i think the i think the falcons they made a good pick yeah um so next up i have the jets mm-hmm. i would give them an a for zach wilson yeah i mean i'm still not sold on the guy um but they also they drafted elijah vera tucker as well in the first round uh which was one of the better offensive linemen i thought um wait is it elijah or elijah 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 okay yeah so and then they also got Elijah Moore in the second round, which right, is like one of the best. better one of the better uh, receivers. Do you think I he'll thought. start? Yeah, absolutely. It, like you know how because who was the guy in the Jets last year? The fast um, Crowder, Jamison Crowder. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. So or if they just didn't want to pay him yet, now they got a guy that can come in and replace him. So. Yeah, Jets are looking kind of stacked because you know the combination with between uh, Moore and Wilson. I feel like that's going to be a good combo you know like I, i'm i'm rooting for him. oh okay i'm not gonna say i'm rooting for him but i'm hoping they don't do as shitty as last year who do you think the worst team in the league is gonna be texans okay yeah my my grade for the texans if we care to move on to them next of real quick go ahead i gave him an f um, i see why so to be fair their first pick was in the third round um which they used to draft davis mills mm-hmm. the quarterback out of stanford and then they only had like four more selections after that and used one of them on like a shitty tight end um so like i I said my heart still goes out to every houston sports fan because it's not your fault yeah i mean if this team is without deshaun next year which they will be there's no way in hell deshaun watson's coming back probably not so they might not win a game man it's it's (sighs) a brutal looking they're dying on the hill for that texans team yeah so up uh, next up next though i had the 49ers um and i gave them a b just because Trey Lance is above average, but he's not nearly as good as, um, you know, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or those guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then they also picked up uh, Trey Sermon from Ohio State in, this, in the third round. Okay. Which 
as long as he keeps building up speed. I think the 49ers are definitely going to have more of a running game next year. You think so? I think so. That's just my prediction. Trying to pull up their – so, yeah, Trey Lance, obviously. Trey Sermon, that's hype. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, other than those two picks, though. And, and the fact that Trey Lance didn't play last season. Yeah. That's that's also why. But, yeah, my overall grade for the San Francisco 49ers is a B. So, wait, they got the, the – they had the 16th pick of the second round, and they chose Aaron Banks out of Notre Dame. That's probably a – a reach at the yeah. offensive guard position. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, the rest of their draft is it's kind of underwhelming. But, I mean, I said this, and I kind of stand by it. Any quarterback that I think is coming into Kyle Shanahan's system mm-hmm. is going to be fine. Like, I think it's such a quarterback-friendly style of play that Shanahan runs for his team that whichever quarterback was coming into it is probably going to be my front runner for, like, offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, they're getting put into a pretty good situation. I have to agree with you on that. Like, when you compare it to spots like the Jets or Jacksonville, mm-hmm. who still have, you know, coaching staffs that aren't as, you know, well-rounded yet or just experienced, um, I would probably give the upper hand to. And I think the 49ers are a good team, so it's kind of crazy. They're not you – know? yeah, I'd say they're a good team that just got cursed with injuries last year. Yeah, so That's they exactly kind of – they kind of lucked out, honestly. It's just like – well, now you got a, a kid that has the potential to be really good. So might as well take a flyer on him. I mean, he didn't play a single snap last year, but he was one of the – Before that. Before that, he threw like 288 snaps without a interception. So. Exactly. He's He'll be a good fit there. But, like uh, so up next, I have the Bengals. <laughs> and yeah. I'm giving them a B plus because Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow accommodation is going to be deadly. Yep. So, so that was a great first-round pick for them. See, I thought so too. I, and I just want to point out that last week I said that the Bengals should go Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell mm-hmm. um, in the first round, which they did, and I still stand by because they ended up drafting an O-lineman um, in the second round. Which so, yeah. was also desperately needed. Yep. And I hope they make trades for more throughout the year as long as they want to – if Joe Burrow wants to keep his legs, I'm guessing that he's going to request trades for more offensive linemen. Yeah, they ended up drafting like three total – so that gives them some good depth at least. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love I love the pick. I, I just think it's way more electric to draft a guy like Jamar Chase, who could be a one of a kind wide receiver, compared to, you know, a lineman that shares traits with guys that you could probably snag in the second round. So Exactly. So rooting for or not rooting for them, but you know what, good luck to the Bengals this year. It's gonna be cool to see that L C reunion between um, Jason Burrow. Hey, their their receiving core is kind of dirty now. Yeah, because they got T. Higgins from uh, Clemson. I think last year was a rookie. They got Tyler Boyd, and now they got uh, Jamar Chase. So kind of a, a group of young dudes. So I'm excited for it for sure. And so my last team that I had picked was for the Cardinals. Okay, um, I ended up giving them kind of a B minus just because like their first round pick was a linebacker, um, like Zayvon Collins. So he's physically. A monster, six five two seventy, right? He's not a bad pick for them, but as a first rounder, I don't think that's exactly what they needed. Well, what would like, you have liked them to draft instead? Probably, because I know they ended up going wide receiver in the second round. Yep, they got Rondale Moore from Purdue, which yeah. was also a good pick. I think he like the combination between him and Kyler Murray is also going to be pretty deadly, and DeAndre Hopkins. Yep, so they're going to be looking good. I would say they need more. Um, Either defensive line or running backs. 
Because did they did they draft a running back? Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember here. I can pull them up real quick. Um, they did not draft a running back this year. They did not. Yep, they didn't. They actually only drafted defense. Other than oh no, they got a center with their last pick. But honestly, like the Zayvon Collins pick, I don't know if you remember last week as well. But that was one of those sleeper guys that I chose. Um, that I actually predicted would go before pick 20 when a lot of people had him going late later rounds so and he definitely deserves to be before 20 but i just don't know like should have the arizona cardinals made them or made him their first pick that's all i'm saying i do think if they were to go defense that he was probably the best defensive player on the board at that point at that point yeah. um at his position so i did see as well the call between the cardinals uh like coach and gm when they called Zayvon Collins to tell him that they were drafting him. And it was honestly one of the sickest calls I think I've witnessed. Zayvon Collins was like, we're going to kill everyone. Like, we're going to kill people. And I was like, oh. in, a, in a good way. I mean, that those are his words, not mine. Right. So <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Like, I'm kind of all in on this guy. So I, I, it's good for him. I mean, Tulsa, dude, that's not a school you see, like, big-time recruits come out of. Uh, so good for him. He's a beast, dude. I mean, and people – I mean, Travis Kelsey's from Cincinnati. Yeah. Kareem Hunt's from Toledo. Like, yeah. it's always small schools that you got to, like, you know, always keep your eye on. Yeah. No, I sometimes agree. you'll see the biggest talent ever come out of it. I also think, like, the if we're talking bad uh, drafts in the first round, you got to throw Raiders up there. Uh, they used their first round pick on Alabama's center, uh, Alex Leatherwood, mm-hmm. who I think was a big time reach. Um, one of the, probably the biggest reach of the draft, honestly. And then you got to look at the Steelers using their first pick to who I'm not knocking the player at all, but Najee Harris, um, the running back from Alabama as well. There was like how many Alabama players were drafted in the first round? Like five. That sounds about right. Five or six. At least three I can name off the top of my head. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. Oh, which um, by the way, speaking of, um, do you hate the Patriots now that Mac Jones is on there? No, I mean, good for the Patriots, dude. I mean, that's pro- I think that's what they wanted all along. So I, they didn't even have to do anything. They just let him come right into their lap, and now they've got— Is your beef with Mac Jones over? No, I mean, I still don't think he's that good. I thought the picture of him compared to Tom Brady was pretty funny. Yeah, the, people were saying he's going to be like Tom Brady 2.0. I'm like, come on. No, he's not. No, he's not. Not a chance. And um, I heard this earlier this week from an analyst, but— I think there was a very good reason that Bill Belichick just kind of wants Alabama guys because if they can play under Saban, they can play under him. Yeah. Because I feel like before Tom Brady left, they were more playing under Tom Brady at that point. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, And before we conclude our NFL uh, segment, I just want to say or give my predictions on the Chicago Bears. Records? Record, yes. This is dangerous because you are going to jinx it for them. So I'm not going too crazy because I do think that, I mean, at least if they stand true to their word, unless, you know, the off-season workouts, uh, Justin Fields just blows everyone away, mm-hmm. they're going to start Andy Dalton week one, which, you know, it could be another Mike Glennon, Mitch Trubisky case, which I don't love. But I do think Andy Dalton is better than Mike Glennon. But so I don't think the Bears are going to be amazing next year. They're definitely not going to come out on a hot start. I still think... You know, as a rookie quarterback, there's going to be a learning curve, uh, as there was with Joe Burrow and, like, as there was with Justin Herbert. Took Herbert a few weeks to get acclimated. So it's like – They'll start off slow at least. Yeah. 
And, you know, and also, like, didn't Tyrod Taylor start over Justin Herbert? I'm pretty sure. Maybe the first week. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, as long as it's not done stupidly like that or, like, switching between, like, Tua and Fitzpatrick like the Dolphins did all of last year. Yeah, that was was tough to watch. I see, you know, there needs to be, like, a clean trade-off and it needs to be committed to because that's where the Bears kind of struggled with in decision-making in the past. Um, you know, I, I see the Bears probably going, you know, 8 and 9 or 7 and 10, which sounds so weird to say because of the new, the newly added regular season game. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I think that, that this year or next year they will spend more money and picks on, you know, getting playmakers for fields um, for, like, more of the sophomore bump, kind of like what the Cardinals did, you know, with Kyler Murray getting DeAndre Hopkins. So, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I see them being kind of middle of the pack, but but I'm trying to compare them to like the other teams in NFC North, because if the Packers lose Rodgers, then it's kind of the same situation. They've got a young guy coming in, but you know he learned from one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So, well, if if you're given your prediction for the Bears' record and Rodgers does in fact leave Green Bay, uh, the yeah. NFC North is just going to suck ass next year. Yeah, exactly. And the Bears. Well, the the Bears will be the king of that, though. They'll be king Maybe. Of, the king of the North. But I think the Vikings, I feel like, are bringing back the majority of the team that they already had. Mm-hmm. So Which, that, I guess, that, wasn't terrible. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. They drafted a, a pretty solid line ba- or lineman to block for Dalvin Cook. Right. And then now the Lions have Penny Sewell and um, Jared Goff at quarterback. So, honestly, Jared Goff doesn't scare me as much as Matt Stafford does, but we'll see. Especially new team, new environment. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, we could see three different uh, quarterbacks playing for the NFC North teams. And the Vikings drafted Kellen Mond at quarterback in the third round. So, you never know. Maybe Kirk Cousins isn't cutting it out and they throw him in the mix. I don't think they're going to bench Kirk Cousins over a third-round draft. I I hope not. I don't think Kellen Mond's is the move, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so excited now. It feels like there's so many changes that have occurred in this off season. So it's been crazy. It feels the season's gonna be weird. Feels like a crime that it's like still four or five months away. Yeah, and I just know five years down the line, I'm just gonna somehow be unhappy with all the changes and just be like, yeah, this ain't the same NFL I used to know and love. And well, then just and be bitter about it. Like the jersey numbers switching too. I know you're still not a fan. I still love it. Back in my day. Back in my day. Justin Fields is going to be number one. I love it. I thought, yeah, he is. Wait, I thought he was 15. No, he's number one. one, Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. You need to buy a jersey. I think I probably will. I'll give it a little time, you know. I mean, I was going to buy a Patrick Mahomes jersey if they ended up winning the Super Bowl. I made a bet. Because I was so, like, just critical and harsh on the Chiefs throughout their entire season. Because every game they had scared me. Dude, I don't want to hear any of your sadness about the Chiefs. I've had to deal with this my whole life. Okay. I've had to deal with just a corrupt, awful franchise. Okay, I will drop it. I'm sorry (sighs) to have offended you. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. I didn't mean to get get that, you know. I'm sorry. Should we get an NBA? Let's do it. We'll we'll end the show or end the sports segments on some NBA, some lighter news. So congrats to Steph Curry for making officially 303 pointers in 58 games. That is insane. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Bernie could probably do a little bit better. No, I did. I I saw a tweet of a screenshot of a YouTube video that like had compiled every single one of Steph Curry's three-point shots made in April. And the video was like 20 minutes long. 
I was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, Brennan's the kind of guy that'd be like, oh, I beat that record. There's nobody saw it or recorded it. And if you compiled every three-point shot I've made in my life, it probably wouldn't be two, 20 minutes long. So It probably also wouldn't be anywhere close to 300, especially no. within like a, f- a few months of a period. For me to hit 300 three-point shots, it would probably take me like eight months. Do you like Steph Curry? Yeah, I don't mind him. I don't mind him either. He's 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 changed the game, so you got to respect it. Yeah, and um, Golden State, not very good this year. No, but if, speaking of players that – actually, before I get into LeBron James talk, speaking of players that I like, reason number 35 that I love Anthony Edwards. Reason – wait, what are the first 34? We don't have, we don't have, <laughs> we don't have that kind of time. No, I, I, that's more of an exaggeration. But he was the guy who was like, we got to get A-Rod back together with J-Lo. Like that type – he was just funny guy. Oh, speaking um, of uh, celebrity divorce, we'll get back to basketball real quick. But uh, yeah. Bill Gates and Melinda Gates. I know. I think Bill Gates is going to go for the queen. So is Bill Gates – is he now just Bill Gates? That's clever. Is it? Well, he did, I know he did. his ass didn't sign a prenuptial agreement, so he's about to lose half his billions. That's crazy. How, so how I think that makes not? Melinda Gates the second richest divorcee in America. Yeah, now she's just going to— Hunter Bezos' ex-wife. She's going to become like a superhero or something. Probably. So hopefully she spends her money on good things. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just—I know if—thank um, <laughs> God that I didn't get the Microsoft vaccine. That wasn't a thing. Because—which <laughs> one did Bill Gates fund? I don't know. I don't know. Which, whichever one, I'd be like, thank God I didn't get his, because then every time I'd open my mouth in the morning, it'd just be the Windows startup music. <laughs> That's unreal. I thought it was pretty funny. But um, yeah, Bill Gates is definitely going for the queen, and uh, I think he is going to create a dating website for single vaccinated ladies. Or he's going to create a dating website for billionaire guys that have founded very successful companies. Um, like he's going to go for those guys? No, like oh, okay. he's going to make it for himself. And actually, no guys can join it. It's just him. And all of the and only girls that are can vaccinated. Join that are vaccinated, yeah. And so play it, Xbox. It's just going to be like I make. he's just making a dating app for himself. To Pretty see much. So many... it's like The Bachelor, but digital. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I'd watch that. I'd watch a show regarding Bill Gates trying to interact with like a 20-year-old female. Oh, my God, dude. I would pay – Maybe because how old is he? He's in his sixties. Oh shit! Maybe seventies. He's he's old. He's up there. Wow. How do how do you get a divorce like that late in life? I don't know. Well, like, what was the final straw? Um, because obviously it wasn't Bill Gates being. Fucking... I think his wife had a Mac had a Mac computer. Yeah, maybe. All right. Well, let's move on. But yeah, let's get back so to LeBron. I I want to say what I had to say about oh, Anthony God, Edwards. God. Um. Because when he he was in, like, a press conference and somebody asked him, like, they're like, hey, Anthony, like, what are you looking forward to working on the most this offseason? And he just goes, he's like, I'm not telling you. He's like, I'm not telling anybody. Because he he said he wants to come back like Harry Houdini. The absent-minded professor. Yeah, so I was like, that is such a weird thing to say, but I love it. Yeah, good for him. That, that, that way to way to tell off the media like that. Honestly, dude. I, I, maybe he's I, the next Russ. He's the next Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I, I would have said the same thing if I was asked that same question too. Dude, I, I love it. I feel like basketball players, like NBA players, are the they just most, don't care. They just they have the best answers sometimes. Yeah, I would yeah. say hockey players are in that environment just because of like just their vocabulary but you can't understand them is yeah. the thing they, they have just, such a thick accent and they just don't have teeth that too so yeah um so lebron james though 
wants people fired because the Lakers suck right now. Saw that. I'll pull up his exact quote. <laughs> whatever the case may be, or we up in the playoff, whatever that thing is, whoever came up with that shit needs to be fired. But whatever. Period. Period. So LeBron got hit with the biggest this you moment because yeah. um, in like early, like back in March, he was like, he was a pretty big public advocate for a play-in tournament uh, being a part of like the final determining factor of, you know, how these playoff berths are going to work. Mm-hmm. And now he's completely against it because the Lakers are in that like seven to 10 spot in the West. So dude's and a hypocrite. I'm, I'm pretty sure the Lakers were only bad because he and AD were injured. I mean, you can say that. And actually that's fair because I saw something somewhere. It was like in games that, um, like Dennis Schroeder, Anthony Davis, and LeBron have all played together. They're like 17 and 7, which if you think about it, like that's 24 games they played together healthy out of the whole season. So yeah. it's like I have a feeling though, like it, it, it annoys me because I just I think that they thought their team was just gonna cruise and they they would just easily make the playoffs. Like nobody was talking about the play in tournament, you know, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. But now when these large market teams like the Lakers and the Mavericks are in jeopardy of not making the playoffs is when everyone starts to bring it back up. So it's just it's annoying to me because LeBron is just he just needs to finally embrace that he is the villain of the NBA. I'm not a fan of him. He's the bad guy, dude. I mean when he went to Miami a few years ago, you know, he was a villain. Then he tried to become a hero again when he went back to Cleveland. Then, But then he went to the Lakers, and they've always been kind of like the villainous teams. So, Even though it's your favorite, your second favorite basketball team? They, they are not my second favorite basketball team. The Lakers? I thought you were a diehard Lakers fan. No. Oh, you hate the Lakers? Yeah, no. No, that's right. My bad. We, uh, we had this discussion back in December. I am not a Lakers fan. Um, so, yeah, LeBron is just – he's the bad guy now of the NBA, so – I just think he's kind of – he's spoiled rotten, dude. He is. He's a spoiled basketball player. The money made him do it. I'll, I'll still I'll still admit he is – He's the best basketball player that we've seen in our life. He's top two basketball player of top all time. Top two. Right? Um, because you're counting Jordan is up there too, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I don't know. And, and, and one of the other things that he came out this week and said like, oh, I'm not in the same shape as I once was. I may not ever be 100% – in the same shape that I like my I've been in the past. The bro's like, got a twelve pack on his stomach. I was like, like, dude, nice. Like Wish I could what does that, that even mean? What yeah. whatever that means, man. Yeah. So I, I just think the timing of it is all funny. He makes me body conscious. Exactly, dude. Would you want to be working for the Lakers like front office with him on the team? Knowing that your job is resting in his hands. That's true because he kind of just runs everything. Yeah. I mean, he's the face of the NBA. Whatever he says, people are going to listen to. That's why this is annoying. Like Adam Silver would be like, I might as well just make you a GM, LeBron. How about that? Yeah. Like there's no doubt that I think the Lakers are going to sneak into the playoffs. Um, I mean, they've got to just win some games though. Like, come on. But but yeah, that's my take on the fact. I also want to shout out my boy Chris Paul on the uh, Phoenix Suns. He is now, like, the player with the largest streak for most games with 10-plus assists and zero turnovers with 44. Good for him. The next closest was Rondo with 13. So, I don't know. That's uh, that's going to be a hard one to break. Some people are calling for CP3 MVP. Um, 
You never know, dude. The it, Suns it have the best be, record in basketball. It wouldn't be a complete surprise. Yeah, I would. I, w- I honestly would love to see it. I mean, yeah, I, I've I've always enjoyed Chris Paul. He did a lot for uh, the bubble too, dude. I know, and I mean, every team that Chris Paul like comes and joins, like he joined the Thunder last year, and everyone was saying that they were going to be shitty. Mm-hmm. They ended up making a run in the bubble or made the playoffs. I think um, he's your ideal player. Yeah, honestly, I love CP3. Dude is. Probably the best point guard right now. Maybe you could you could probably say maybe Russ is in front of him, but either one of those guys, like any given night, they can toss up like sixteen assists. So I like watching him play. The Suns are going to be a dangerous team, man. Yeah, they're going to be a team to watch out for for sure. Yeah, excited. But yep. So that concludes our NBA segment. So Brennan, today is Revenge of the of the Fifth. <laughs> I almost said Sith, but it's Revenge of the Fifth. So uh, we just had. National Star Wars. I don't know if it's an actual holiday or if it's just a meme or if it's just a, like a culture thing. But uh, so yesterday was Star Wars Day. Um, and holy cow, I was just completely submerged into Star Wars media through my, t- my, through my television because I watched um, like a ton of like Clone Wars. And I even watched a movie yesterday. And then just which one did you did you watch media. a Star Wars movie? Yeah, I did. Which one did you end up watching? Empire. Empire Strikes Back? Mm-hmm. So did I. Really? Yeah. It's like we're like buds or something. <laughs> no, no, that's that's my that'll I, always be my favorite one. I also did watch the Bad Batch episode yesterday for the first time. It was just it was it was like a movie. But we'll discuss mm-hmm. episodes one and two next week. Yeah. Because it just came out. And we don't want to be assholes. You here. said this, I didn't know that, but the, another they're releasing episode two this week as well. Yes, on Friday. Okay, That's, and I think are, are and they, I think after that it's going to keep coming out on Fridays. Oh, okay. They just wanted to do a little May the Fourth special. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So Star Wars is still the best, like the most watched Empire of all media. I will say that the Bad Batch, like, I won't spoil anything, but the it was so refreshing. I think to see the graphics again. Oh, dude, I the visual it. effects were insane they it were looked badass. hyper realistic it was many cool. times yeah that was awesome but yeah so brennan we're gonna go ahead in honor of may the 4th and revenge of the 5th yes and then tomorrow is um i can't remember what it was there's just like this whole thing of like oh it was only uh only the sixth deals in absolutes absolute. and then i am the seventh and then um i am the seventh yeah <laughs> uh what was eighth um Oh, was it the Death Star? It was like, um, that's not a planet. Oh, eight's a sp- it's a space station. It's, eight's a space station. Eight's a space station. And then yeah. this will make a ninth addition to my or nine addition to my collection. Yes. And then, I don't think there was a ten one, but I don't know if there was. Yeah. But still, it was very funny. It is pretty funny that we both just remembered that entire thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad we follow the same Star Wars meme accounts, or at least yeah. see them on our timelines. Yeah. yeah. So Brendan and I are going to go ahead and talk about what we think are the best and worst Star Wars movies, real quick. All right. So I'll start off. We'll do best first. Okay. okay. So number one overall, because we grew up with it, I'm going to go ahead and say Revenge of the Sith. I okay. I get why people hate on the prequels. The writing and dialogue is absolutely atrocious. Yeah. But everything around it, as far as just the story, the visual effects, comparing to the other like, trilogies, I think that Revenge of the Sith is the best Star Wars movie ever made. All right. Yeah, and you know what? I'll let, I'll let all the sweaties out there that still like you know wear their like Luke Skywalker T-shirts that like 
favor the uh, the OT and the like the preteens that think the sequels are the best movies that are out there. I'll let them come for me. Yeah, come come at me. I'll give you my address, fools. Mm. And I'm gonna do what that one guy in Blue Mountain State did. Just put money on my arm. They can come get it. But don't uh, get that reference. But it's all right. Okay, but anyway, Revenge of the Sith best horror movie by far. All right. Well, I disagree. Um, I I will agree with you that outside of the originals, Revenge of the Sith is the probably the best Star Wars movie, at least most entertaining. Um, but I'm just a classics guy. Like I am all for the original trilogy. And I don't I don't dislike those movies whatsoever. Yeah. See, I I am such a big fan of like when you watch the sequels and everything's just CGI and computer generated, when you go back and watch the original movies, it's just everything just feels so real and just like it was just the you, claymation and the... it's not claymation though. It's just like costumes. Like people are actually like like that this monster is or like made by a person. There's a fucking dude in the R two D two like com- Rest like, in peace. Yeah, rest in peace to him. He's passed away. Um like that shit's crazy to me. Yeah. So that's why I have probably my top three are all the original trilogies. I would go Empire, New Hope, and Return of the Jedi. Okay. Well, and, but they're all like literally top notch for me. I just think like Empire Strikes Back is like the perfect Star Wars movie for me. Yeah. Just because of everything. Like you got a little bit of the the snow planet. You got a little bit of dude Yoda. You watched Empire Strikes Back. The Yoda scene is crazy. Yeah. Like his character is nuts. I love it. Um, well, it's and not he, even the crackhead energy. It's his speech about the Force and like how he's learned from his past. <laughs> he's learned his mistakes. What? Crackhead energy. He does have crackhead energy. Is one of the funniest things I've heard uh, describing Yoda. Yoda. That's so funny. He's literally beating Arts. Which he, he literally just downed way. a venti iced caramel latte from And changed his Starbucks first name to Becky or something. And is getting ready to uh, – to, to stand in the front of his sorority house and chant for all the recruits. We're, we've been waiting for you all summer, and we're so glad you're finally here. He's going. He's he's recruit. He's one of the recruiters for the Jedi Council. So. Correct. Yeah, but he because he was just, you know slapping R two with the cane, stealing Luke's food, and he's just like, ooh, look at me. He's, but yeah, Empire is so definitely funny. my second favorite because you're right. The story for that one is definitely the best. We definitely see some of the most action in that one compared to the other films, even mm-hmm. though Return of the Jedi. The only thing I disliked about that movie was Endor. That's the only thing I disliked. Really? I hate the Ewoks, dude. Dude, what? I hate them. That's like the best part. I'm not a fan of I just thought it was just kitty garbage that they threw dude, in there. The to Ewoks everyone. are like the best part of that film. Wow, dude, you're cold hearted. Well, see, I think the part of Luke struggling to keep himself between the light and dark and trying to save his father from evil is probably going to be the best part of that movie for me. That's fair. I mean, that it's the see, I the that's, finishing I can't touch enjoy of the, anything. The Skywalker to, saga. Yeah, I have to think of everything from an analytical standpoint, and like I will like tear apart stuff, and I can't enjoy anything I watch as much as I like as much as I want to and try. See, I really dislike like the first part of the movie when they're in Java's palace. Other than when I didn't, I thought that was kind of dumb too. It was pretty dumb. Yeah. Um, but and honestly, I always forget like the meat of that movie, like what even happens in between. But um, the fight scene in, in Empire Strikes Back, dude, awesome. I mean, Between that's, Luke and Vader? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's when he finds out, like, that he's uh, – His daddy's his a dad, surfboard, you know? His daddy. Um, maybe not. What if Vader's just like, Luke, I am your daddy? And, just like, <laughs> and he's like, what? what? You're my father? What? No, Luke. 
I am your daddy. I'm your daddy. And then just does like the like sheesh thing. Oh my god. Oh, and and Empire Strikes Back is the movie that Luke and Leia kiss. kiss. Or she kisses him. Pretty yeah, much. it's the Kentucky and Arkansas of the galaxy. It's the yeah, the Kentucky Derby pregame. My bad. That's no knock on anybody. Um, incest was actually gonna be the thing I was gonna talk about that I chose not to. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna go into it now, but um, okay. yeah, Luke and Leia kissing was kinda weird. But you know what? The fans back in nineteen eighty could not have known that they were like siblings. No, that's true. And they didn't know either. So but did they have to add that in? Well, that's like Jon Snow and uh Daenerys Targaryen being First of all, stupidly related because they didn't even go. Ugh, I'm on my Game of Thrones. Yeah, thing. we can't mix these two. I know. Up. But Jon Snow and Daenerys were related, technically, yeah. I guess. And they still were making love and smooching, oh, yeah. making kids. Yeah, they didn't just kiss. They they were making babies. They mother and father of the dragons. Correct. Might I say. Yeah. But yeah, they were ruling the seven kingdoms. And Luke and Lance, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pick in the mouth. You're right. But she could have just done that to like Chewbacca. See Chewbacca get some action, man. She's racist for not doing that. She is racist. You ever think <laughs> this is where my mind? I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna go there. Palpatine's racist. Palpatine is definitely racist. That's not what I was gonna say. Oh, I was gonna bring back up the Ewoks and just ask. You know, do those? Do they consummate? Like, how do they? How are there so many of them? Like, are they? Well, think of it like rabbits. I guess rabbits. I'm going to go ahead and just say Ewoks are an R-selected species, and they populate very quickly, and they don't really have, like, the family, like or, like, the close-knit nuclear family that other animals have that are K-selected, and I think that they die pretty quickly, too. So, so okay, so... I paid a lot of attention to biology in high school. I was going to say, so, off a biology standpoint, do you think that they make, like, do they consummate, like, regular other creatures, or is it kind of like a... A ritual. Uh, like in the, the gremlins, if they get water on them, then they like spray out like their little like offspring, you know? I, I think it's natural. Or if you feed them after midnight, is that what it is? No, no it's, it's it's if you get water it's on It's the them. water, yeah. And they spurt out baby Ewoks. No, I, I think it's just normal. They P&B. just – The Ewoks just bang each other? Yeah. Wow. That's a pretty terrifying thought. I can't believe we just talked about this. <laughs> Should we get into the worst movies, though? Uh, Yeah. Well, let's do that. All right. Number one worst movie, you're going to have to agree with me on this, is um, Rise of Skywalker. The most recent one? Yeah. I don't know, dude. Or The Last Jedi. Not The Last Jedi. Really? I don't think either of those. I honestly think Rogue One, even though that's got the best ratings. Or not Rogue One. Uh, Solo? No. No, 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 no. What is the first one out of the- Force Awakens? Force Awakens. I know a lot of people like that one. It's got one of the better ratings out of the- I didn't hate that movie. I mean, obviously- like lightsabers clearly are not as powerful as they used to be because Kylo Ren had one move on Finn that literally would have cut him in half if it, if it were any other trilogy. Oh, that yeah. Like, well, he right was up. using some like saber thing as well. I don't remember what it was. Finn? Yeah, he was he using Luke's lightsaber. Oh, you're right. That scene was kind of sick. They Literally, Finn's character went all downhill after that scene. Oh, my God, yeah. But honestly, for me, like Force Awakens didn't take any chances as a Star Wars movie. It was literally a new hope. It was a new hope. And, and that's kind of like why I've rewatched Last Jedi because that was the one I was most critical of. And I've kind of grown to liking it a little bit more. And honestly, like the Rise of Skywalker for me, like both those two just like butted heads so much that it's hard for me to pick which one I liked more. Well, because J.J. Abrams was trying to do like undo what Ryan Johnson did. But Ryan Johnson was also trying to do something of his own. And for that, I do kind of appreciate it. 
and I like Ryan Johnson as well. But I don't know. Uh, for me, if you ask me which are the worst Star Wars movies, I'm going to say Attack of the Clones or Phantom Menace probably. Sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. I liked Attack of the Clones. I, that's also because that movie came out when I was, like, what, three years old? And, you know, Maybe, you see all yeah. the different lightsaber colors, and you see just people kicking ass. When did Phantom Menace come out? Were 99. we even born yet? Yeah, they came okay. out in 99. Yeah, but I mean, Revenge of the Sith, that was the movie for me that it was like the, it's like the first movie I remember seeing in theaters, so it'll always hold, and I wasn't 13 yet. And I didn't PG-13. even watch it in theaters. Snuck in with my parents. So. Guess where I watched it? Don't know. Blockbuster. Nice. And they, a ghost from the past. Exactly. That's how you know how old this movies, these movies came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, there's no Star Wars movie that I will say <laughs> I dislike because I like them all, mm-hmm. and they're all entertaining to me. And as a Star Wars junkie, I'll consume any of the material they put out. <laughs> as much as I didn't want to watch Rise of Skywalker, I still went. And exactly. there were parts of it I enjoyed. Yeah, and I thought the final scene um, with Kylo and Ren was really cool. And the dubbed version of it where they put uh, I need a hero. Bonnie Tyler's I Need yeah. a Hero over it is made the movie honestly makes the movie better for me. Absolutely. So that might be well, why I hold it a little bit. Because that was Adam Driver just being Adam Driver. See, and I love Adam Driver. Me dude. too. Kylo Ren was like the not. he was the best character, I think, in the entire uh sequel trilogy. Yeah. So and people didn't want Keanu Reeves to play uh Revan. Which is like a spinoff. That's like an old video game, like Kotor, Night of the Night of the Old Republic. That's like an okay. old one. But oh yes, yes, yes. They yes. want Keanu Reeves to play him because he kind of looks like him in the game. But then they're like, That's no, because we'll only happen. see uh, John Wick instead of the actual character. Yeah. And I'm like, well, Adam Driver. Like won two Oscars. Well, that's what I'm, I'm, I kind of feel bad for Adam Driver, which actually I don't think I think he's a good enough actor and he's done a lot of good enough stuff where people aren't going to be like, oh, that's Kylo Ren. I didn't know who Adam Driver was before The Force Awakens. Oh, really? But I, I was also only 16 when that movie came out. So that's true. Then I watched Marriage Story. Yeah. And then I watched uh, Black Klansman. Yeah. That, I guess those movies came out which, after. By the way, the memes of splicing Black Klansman, nah. Adam Driver with uh, Force Awakens need to stop. Yeah. No, that's. Where we the first time was there. funny, but after that, no more. Yeah, that's a Spike Lee joint for you. So yeah, um, but yeah, Star Wars is awesome. Star Wars is so sick. I actually just saw today that Disney now has like. So you remember those like retractable lightsabers that we used to have when we were kids? Oh yeah, like, I had ones? a bunch of them. But yeah, well now they're making the ones that like glow. So like the ones that you like attach like the actual hilt and it just like glows up and it looks like a real lightsaber. Now they have retractable versions of that. Wow. See, I'm not. I'm one of the biggest like proponents against, you know, technology growing and growing and becoming this its own thing. That I want. This is the type of technology that, I want. that we are using for the best means. I'm even I've been telling my girlfriend like, hey, like we'll go to Disney and guess what we're doing when we go there? Buying I'm going to Galaxy Heroes, I'm buying a lightsaber, you're gonna watch me. Dude, I'm telling you right now, when people build their man caves with like sports memorabilia, that stuff is stuff, which I love that too. Give me like a sweet like Star Wars helmet. Or that's like what a half my star. That's what half my TikTok algorithm is. It's like Star Wars Same, guys it's like showing gifts. their Star Wars caves. Yeah, or like, some, like a Lego set or something. I'm just like that is sick. You know just, what, dude? I want to build a Lego set. I, I want to build a sweet ass Star Wars Lego set. Hallelujah! Because I was thinking of the same thing actually. Instead of birthday. like getting drunk and like going to the bars, I want to get drunk and try and build put together Death the Star. Death Star. Yeah, like in Spider Man Homecoming when they did that, I was like, that is awesome. See, the, but I, I, I looked up how much the Death Star was. It's like a thousand bucks. Dude, I don't know if it's that much. It's not that much. It's Maybe probably, it, it probably was like $400. Yeah, though. it's expensive. It's crazy. Um, But yeah, so that concludes our Star Wars talk. And so, real quick for me on the show, I have a special treat for you guys. So, there's a Twitter account named Kendrick Lobster. And back in November, Kendrick uh, 
posted this insane story on Twitter that just I need to say it. It's it's a bit long, but stay with me. You're gonna worth it's it's worth every word that I that I say here. All right, ready? I'm ready. All right. When I was a movie theater projectionist, the other projectionist Matt would bring clam chowder for lunch every single day, refusing to put it in the fridge even though the projection hallway was well over 100 degrees. Matt once got into an argument with another employee so fierce that off du- <laughs> that the off-duty cop who was doing security had to break them up, all because Matt had established... <laughs> Sorry. Dude. All because Matt had established... <laughs> Do you want me to read it? Hold on a second. This is so funny. That 50 Cent's Get Rich or Die Trying movie was based off Hamlet. It wasn't. Matt's favorite thing to do after seeing Fight Club was cut a single frame of a titty and he gets movies at a random spot and not tell anyone. So, can you read this? Dude, yeah, I, I, I can't do this. All right, just restarted that one. Just keep swiping over. I took screenshots of it. All right. I'm going to start it from the top. All right. All right. Good. All right. So, Kendrick Lobster, this is his story. When I was a movie theater projectionist, the other projectionist, Matt, would bring clam chowder for lunch every single day, refusing to put it in the fridge even though the projection hallway was well over 100 degrees. Matt's favorite thing to do after seeing Fight Club was cut a single frame of a titty into kids' movies at a random spot and not tell anyone. So the rest of us projectionists would have to wait until he left for the day, then run the entire film back to find and cut the frame back out. Concessions would put all the excess popcorn into massive bags at night and give them out to employees. Matt would take as much as he could, hiding them in the loading dock. One day, he full speed crashed his truck into the loading dock, (laughs) trying to pick up the secreted away popcorn. Matt was splicing cars cars reels, like the movie cars, together one night and spliced it wrong, leaving it off center by millimeters. Then he let it run the spool up for the next show and went home. When we came back in the morning, it was so badly damaged, Disney sent insurance investigators to us. When asked by investigators about the car's mishap, Matt said that he would he clocked out but didn't go home, instead watching anime in the manager's office until 3 a.m., since it's the only place with a DVD player and TV, and admitted to making a copy of the manager key on his lunch break. Our movie theater had to sign an insurance rider to be allowed to play Evil Dead because our track record was so bad and Matt wasn't allowed to be near the machine. We had to rope it off and keep track of him. (laughs) Management moved Matt to being an usher where he used a backpack vacuum on the movie screen, ripping a hole in it. The theater did not have backpack vacuums. He brought his own. Matt told me a long story about how he had joined the Navy and it didn't work out, so he joined the Army, and in basic training, a drill sergeant said, and I quote, Matthew, you're too smart for the Army. I'm kicking you out. (laughs) Matt asked if I wanted to hang out one day, and not wanting to die by his hand, I said, sure. We ended up at his apartment, which was his parents' basement, where he asked me to rap like Bill Clinton on the album he was recording. Matt handed me some of his lyrics, and they were about the Yakuza, the Japanese gangsters. He was not Japanese and had never been there, and then asked if I wanted to watch the anime Fruit Baskets, (laughs) bunch of question marks, to get in the zone before (laughs) rapping about the Yakuza. (laughs) The next day, he told me how awesome it was to have me on his album. I didn't record anything, (laughs) and that Kamiko loved having me there. Turns out Kamiko was his girlfriend, a very clearly Hispanic woman who only spoke Spanish. 
Matt did not speak Spanish. Jesus. <laughs> One time, Matt got into an argument with the manager of the comic book slash game store in the movie theater was attached to in the mall the movie theater was attached to he then proceeded to challenge the manager to a duel and the manager being a former marine accepted immediately and produced the gun he carried (laughs) matt spent the next two days in the projection hallway a worried he was going to die because he didn't own a gun b lamented that his karate wasn't good enough and c cried because there was nowhere else to buy magic cards (laughs) in preparation for his duel with the game store marine matt asked me where to get a gun me being a high school high school nerd who was too afraid to speak to a girl, thinking somehow I knew where to get a burner pistol. <laughs> Instead of shooting him dead, the Marine banned Matt from the store, so Matt then picketed with a sign alone outside the store in the atrium of the mall every day until mall management told him he was banned from the mall. Matt then had to use the loading dock to get into work. The theater used to show the movie series as an event, like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, and management had to put a sign up in the break room in hallways that said Matt isn't allowed to speak about Star Wars, and the sign could would change based on the movie series being shown. Since he had destroyed his truck on the loading dock, Matt spent his life savings on souping up a Pontiac G6 to look like the Batmobile. He decided to do the work himself, and because he was not a mechanic, the body kit came off on the highway, and he crashed, totaling the car. When 50 Cent's Get Rich or Die Trying came out, the movie theater got a pallet of promotional materials. Matt stole as much of it as he could and tried selling it on eBay, but came, come to find out, no one gave a shit about Get Rich or Die Trying, so he brought it all back. Ushers were allowed to keep some of the stuff found under the seats as long as no one came to claim it within 30 days. Eventually, we we realized Matt was stealing from the Target next door and putting things below seats to find them because, to him, it's not illegal stuff then anymore. (laughs) Matt would spend his lunch breaks in the game room playing Dance Dance Revolution and got in trouble one day after he easily beat the 10-year-old at Dance Dance Revolution then loudly called him a bitch. The kid didn't even do anything. Matt just roasted him for nothing. Oh, my God. The theater ran an event in 2006 to raise money for the children's hospital, playing Smash Brothers on the big screen. Matt went out and bought an expensive custom pro gamer level GameCube controller, paid his $10 entry fee donation, and was beaten in the first round in seconds. (laughs) Some at the theater weren't allowed to dress up in costumes for Halloween as it was too dangerous. A A 120... Uh, degree projection hall where no one could see your costumes for example one halloween matt showed up in a movie quality stormtrooper costume and passed out (laughs) immediately in the heat matt got suspended from the projectionist job after destroying the copy of cars so they put him in the ticket booth where he held the record for the fastest firing when he convinced an old woman to see hostile instead of last holiday (laughs) wow yeah, so we all know Matt. That's uh, we're gonna stop the story there, just because there's so many. I have probably Brendan probably only read like 15 of the screenshots that I had. And mm-hmm. I have probably close to 45. Wow, that's crazy! I can't believe you were gonna make me do that. Yeah, well, I was originally planning to. I just couldn't keep my face straight because that is actually one that's of the way funniest. too much. I know that's just that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen on Twitter. The and first few were very good. I uh, well, they get better, but it's fine. Don't worry about you it. You probably should have just. There really wasn't a, a beginning, middle, and end of the story. Yeah, they, you could have. They were kind of like The Office, where you could have just chosen a scene and read it. But yeah, okay, that was well, interesting. I'm sorry to make you do that. It's I right. personally thought, like it's funny. There were some funny ones. Yeah, but we all know Matt, and don't be like Matt. Don't be like Matt. Is that our show? I think so. 
well, Brennan, this is the last time that we're going to be in the studio, so we're going to make sure that we kiss the microphones a few times. I don't know. They clean them. I don't know, man. Okay, fine. I'll take that. But I'll scrub that. It has been a pleasure to be here in Anderson Hall, uh, in the School of Journalism of which we are about to graduate from. Uh, I'll miss it. I'll miss probably the the quality that we've gotten from these. We're going to try oh God, and up yeah. our game with the, the microphones that we are going to use via our own houses and we're going to kind of do like a a teleconference uh podcast again but it shouldn't drop in any sort of like um in way like our uh the quality shouldn't drop at all so exactly so yeah expect a show next week oh yeah spicy things up we'll live to see another day yes sir and just like that we'll see you next week see you guys gator needs a scat you punk ass bitch